You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett, where I'm only going to do one thing. Every single time you show up, I'm going to bring a great speaker, a great influencer, a brilliant mind in dentistry to shed some light on a few things to help you create a better practice and a better life. And today, I bring an amazingly talented human being and a straight shooter, a demo, back to the show. He's been on before, and you're going to see this guy's a straight shooter. His work is brilliant. He's an awesome teacher. And today we talk about why social media, at least most of it, is BS and a highlight reel and the good, bad, and ugly and what you can do about it as a dentist. So check it out. I know you'll enjoy it, and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I'm so pumped you're here. You know, I feel like a kid in a candy store because I get to hang out with these rock stars. And the next person you're going to listen to, you've heard him before. He is truly a rock star in dentistry. And I just get to hang out while they pull their guitar and play on stage and share great thoughts and great music so that you guys can create a better practice and a better life. And today we're going to be talking about social media, why most social media in dentistry is BS and highlight reels with my good friend Adamo. So Adamo, thanks for being on, brother. Appreciate you. My pleasure. Always love being here. Glad to be back for my second time. Hopefully, we'll get many more pops at this because I, I enjoy myself a lot here. Oh, I'm going to voluntold you a thousand <laughs> times for this. Now, I'm in a weird, I'm in a weird, cool place because, like uh, I told you before, I hit the go button. Like I enjoy speaking, but I'm on the back nine, you know, like of this whole journey. And I just, I really enjoy being home. And I've, I've, you know, I've burned a lot of stomach lining and spent a lot of nights in DFW or Logan airport, you know, and, and, uh, my kids are older now. And so it's fun to watch you do this journey. And I know you're rethinking a lot of it, but, uh, I think it's pretty cool what you do in dentistry. And I actually just did a podcast with Kevin growth and he's like, who else you got? I go, Adamo. He's like, no way. He's like, I just signed up for his course. So I'm going to have you talk about the course. He and Zach are both taking the course. I think. Those yes, guys. Yes, yes. So yeah. my question is, why are rock stars taking other rock stars' course? But we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but yeah, I, we can. I, I think one of my favorite things. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not thinking. I know one of my favorite things is who you are. Like I love 
who you are. So if I'm a, we have a lot of young dentists. We even have some pre-dent students listening. I want them to know who you are before we get into this topic. So who is a demo? Like, who are you? I'm a guy that has too many tattoos and <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, who am I? Well, I'll give you a little bit of my background. I'm sure I talked about it a little on the last, uh, podcast we had, but I've been, uh, actually I just celebrated 18 years in my office this past week, which awesome. is kind of cool. Cause I came here right from my residency. Um, so it was the, besides moonlighting as a resident, this is the first and only job I ever had, which is great. I went from associate to partner and obviously still partner and owner now. Um, but my, I think my I think what defines me more is my story before I became a dentist because I really had no idea I wanted to become a dentist at all. Um, I think I went to the dentist three times my entire life. I mean, my parents are off the boat immigrants from Italy, and dentistry wasn't something that we did on a day to day basis. They obviously didn't have that back back in the day, so I didn't know anything about dentistry. And I graduated college. I played a little pro soccer. I quit. And then my dad drove a garbage truck. So to teach me a lesson, he made me pick up trash, um, crazy manual labor until I realized that I should learn to work with my head and not my behind. And his lesson worked. Um, and I had a buddy who my fraternity brother actually, um, was at NYU and he was like, apply to dental school. I'm like, what the hell is dental school? I didn't know what a mirror was. Explorer was, uh, I applied. I had pretty decent grades. Uh, I think my interview might've gotten me in and, uh, the rest is history. That's why I'm sitting here right now. So it's kind of, kind of crazy to know that I started on a path with absolutely no knowledge of anything. And you know, I'm pretty proud of, of where I've come. And I know I got a long way to go still, but uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I want to talk about your path too because one of I mean, there's so many things I appreciate and love about what you're doing. But you created you created your own path. Like you didn't follow anybody. Like everybody was going this way. You're like, I'm just going this way. And it's pretty cool what you've done, and you're you're teaching a lot of people. I want to start here though because I like there's so many cool things about you. you're a huge Elvis fan, huge. I want you to wait. Show show everybody your the the artwork. It's gorgeous. Can you just show like if so if you're watching? Look at that. Uh, Hold on. That's a serious fan. And so you showed that at Graceland. You and I were talking about Graceland. So you showed that at Graceland. Like, what was some of the oh, feedback? Oh, when, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have to say much. People online looked down. They were like, wow, you're a fan. And I was yeah. like, I think so. Uh, it was pretty, well, it, to, to preface that, obviously, you know, my social media handle and my email and everything about me is Adamo Elvis. And it's not just because I'm a huge Elvis fan, but my middle name is actually legally Elvis. Okay, so why? Okay, so it was legally Elvis. So your parents were fans of Elvis. And so then, my father was a huge Elvis fan. He wanted to name me Elvis. My mother threatened divorce, <laughs> so we got Adamo Elvis. Now, Adamo, as a matter of fact, uh, is a very famous singer, French and Italian singer. Wow. So I'm named after two singers, and I can't hold a goddamn note. So that is whatever. Awesome. I don't know how that happened, but it's all yeah. good. Now, you know, here, here's another cool I just thought about this. Like, I live in Milwaukee. You're one of the few people in the world you don't even need to know their last name. Like you say Giannis here, everybody knows what they're talking about. You say Adamo, you there, there, there's no explanation. You don't even need to explain that. There's only one guy. There's only one person. I'm like, I'm you know? like a Brazilian soccer player. I only need one name. <laughs> you do. You do. Now, I told you not to give me your answer. Now, if you're listening to this, uh, you know there's a new Elvis movie out. So you didn't tell me this, but like I that's I want to see it. I'm a huge fan. So did you see the new Elvis movie? And give us your honest opinion. I certainly did see the new Elvis movie, and I have to tell you it was fantastic. Why? Absolutely. Tell us phenomenal. why. Tell us why. You know, um, I think a lot of truth came out that even I, as a huge fan, didn't know about. 
uh, I almost at the end, and I will not spoil it. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see all these stars. Uh, I'm a huge Prince fan. Um, I was a pretty big Michael Jackson fan when I was a kid, but Prince, I follow him. And I mean, they were basically, I don't want to say somebody murdered them, but they, with getting unlimited pain meds, we all know what that does to people. And right. I, I didn't know it was that bad with Elvis. I thought it was self-inflicted more than, than it was. And apparently it was not. So it was a little eye opening in certain areas for me. And I think this is the first time that the story maybe came from Elvis's suffering as opposed to like, you know, the Elvis and me movie that Priscilla wrote was really, in my opinion, one-sided right. um, from her point of view and made him kind of look like an animal. Not that maybe he wasn't in certain instances, but there's two, three sides to every story. So I think a lot of the past movies I saw were told from only one side. I think this, this shed a little light. Um, and I think even non-Elvis fans would appreciate the movie and, and what the amount of stuff that man did was, it's almost frightening. Yeah. Yeah, we think we work hard, but we did nothing compared to that. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I've had so many people. And actually, I interviewed Uchi Odiatu a few weeks ago. He had just seen it. He's like, Kirk, you have to see it. Like, you have. And I was like, really? He's like, it's amazing. So I second that. I second that. Yeah, I got to check it out. So I want to go down this path. So, you know, you're, uh, I'm just going to encourage you guys, if you're listening, you got to follow Adamo. It's, it's awesome. Like a lot of things I, your stuff like stops me. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is freaking, first of all, what is that? Secondly, look how (laughs) gorgeous it is. And then uh, you're very opinionated. One thing you're going to know about Adamo is he just doesn't, he's going to tell you the truth as you see it. And I love that. And you don't really care if anybody likes it or not. It's here it is. It's coming. Um, And you said why social media is BS and highlight reels. Can you explain the why before we get into the what? What, Why would you, why why is this topic so important? You know, I I saw a, a, post on somebody's story and I, I will never say a name and it was from a very big influencer and and I get these messages all the time in my inbox and he posted and somebody sent them a picture of his work and said hey show me your ways teach me how to do this now I know for a fact that this doctor spent got hundreds of thousand dollars on CE all sorts of continuing education so to do that level of dentistry you didn't do it in an Instagram message right. to teach you in five seconds not that 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 influence shouldn't teach and help and, and and i think we should um and i think that's a cool part of social media for the younger generation they could see what the possibilities are but i think they have to realize and have to understand that to get to the level of of the educators that we all look up to like a john coist or a frank spear or, or greg kinzer or amanda c you know how much work they had to do to get to that level. You know, Instagram is is great to meet people. I have great friends. I use it as advertising for my courses. Obviously, that's great. But the amount of work that I do behind closed doors to get to the level that I'm practicing at right now, the younger generation can't fathom because they want, and, and not to their fault, everything's so fast. The click right. of a button on the phone, boom, boom. That's not the secret to success. Yeah. And I think that's the myth behind social media is you pull up a before and after and you're like, Oh, 12 veneers. Can you tell me how to do that? Tell you how to do that. Do you know how many cases I had to do to get it to look that good? Forget about the ones that I don't like, right. you know, because I, a, any good dentist I think will tell you, and I will be the first to say this, we all have work out there we're not proud of. Yeah. And not that it, it's not, maybe the patient loved it, maybe it wasn't our best, 
but we if you learn from it that's the whole point so right. to do composites at the level i'm doing them now to do veneers at the level i'm doing them now i failed a thousand times yeah. i redid ten thousand of them i practice a billion times and i think that that gets lost now because we want oh you need food okay DoorDash two seconds you want yeah. this boom five seconds. that's not reality yeah you know the great practice and practice and practice and i that that's what i mean i don't want to you know to, to bash social media altogether and say it's bs it's not it's great for certain things right. but i think a lot of and and i see it more with the younger generation hey teach me how to do or what camera did you use and i want to reply to them like i'll send you my camera you still won't take that picture <laughs> because you don't understand the settings and the lighting and all that the better question would be like hey where can i go to learn that and i will yeah. say take this course take that course or if I, something little, I don't mind helping, but some people want a treatment plan, full mouth rehabs on a, on a social media text. They send me four pictures. I'm like, no medical history, no dental. How am I supposed to help you? I can't. Right. Right. I mean, I, I spent God knows how much in school and then at the Koi Center and the Dawson Center to understand how to do a full mouth rehab. And on social media, you see it in two pictures and people are like, oh, I could do that. Uh, you can, but you got a lot of work to do before you realize that you can get there. Yeah, and speak to the head and the heart thing. Like I always, I always joke like everybody wants to run a marathon, but nobody wants to do the training. They just want the medal to say they did it, you know. And, and what you realize if you've ever done one, and I'm a terrible runner, is that the training is the reward. Do you know the medal is kind of like the fun thing that you do afterward? But you really and like people like Marges, you know, like Mar nobody knows this, but Marges has a lab bench in his basement. He's like, I have yeah. screwed up and I've done more on plastic than I've done on actual human beings. And you also 100%. you didn't get paid for a lot of that stuff you did. So like it wasn't a financial issue. It was a pride like learning issue for you to redo some of that stuff, right? 150%. I mean, listen, over social, over COVID, a little before, I would say before COVID, but during COVID, I got in my head that I was fascinated with some of these guys. I'm in a group chat with some dentists from uh, Australia, England, Holland. It, their posterior composites look better than what Jesus gave the person. <laughs> I mean, it's insanity. And I was obsessed. And I'm yeah. like, I need to learn how to do this. So one of them was kind enough to do a Zoom with me. They mailed me these little plastic things to practice on. I have 10,000 of me. You bet you're behind every day I did one mm -hmm. until I was comfortable learning how to do that system. I mean, I'm almost 20 years of practice. Do I really need to practice anymore? And the answer is yes. Yeah. If I want to be at the level that I want to be at, the answer is yes. And I, I like Bob. We've I've done a billion class fours on plastic teeth on little quadrants. I have my second resident just started a month ago. And her gift box was a, a pelican case filled with plastic teeth. That was your I'm gift? Like, ready. You're not, that was your gift? Yeah, you're not going to see 100%. <laughs> you ain't seeing tooth dust for a little while until you can do it blindfolded. Yeah. Then it's second nature. Then it's, you know, two seconds. So, yeah, um, yeah I think that that's – and again, that goes back to my statement. Social media shows you the before and the after with a, you know, a nice car and nice clothes. The amount of work you need to do to get there – Everybody wants to overlook that. And like you said, oh, I want the home run right. without learning how to bunt, without learning how to hit a single. They want to go straight for the fences every time. And it's just not reality. Right. So you are one of the people that can speak about this journey. We'll, we'll go all Clint Eastwood. We'll do the good, bad, and ugly. Social media is really good for you. Like it really did. And then um, 
You know, so take us take us through that whole continuum. So there's a good piece of social media, and then there's a really ugly piece. And just help us understand what you, how you use it, how it helped you, and what you mean by some of these things. Well, I mean, I think in the sense of how it's good, it made me what I am or where I am right now. And, and I say that when I got into photography and I learned photography, I was probably... I don't want to say the first, but one of the very few in the beginning doing this exotic lip art with fruit and mouths and all that crazy stuff. And it was very frowned upon in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It was a little, uh, it was edgy. from my own office. Well, none of us had seen it before. It was kind of like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I I remember the guys who taught me photography, uh, two Venezuelan doctors, I did a photo with my assistant with a bullet smoke in the mouth and they were like, what the hell? Like they loved it, but they were like, where did you think of this? I don't know. It just, we try stuff and we have fun a little here and there. So that really brought my name to the forefront in photography. Um, and that came attached with dentistry. Now the hopefully the good thing is I can back up my dentistry right. as good as my lip pictures were. So, you know, that could have been a, a bad thing, but it, you know, I think it's, it's okay. So it's been great for me in that sense in that, my name got pretty well known with dental photography. I started teaching dental photography. I started lecturing a lot more than I am now on stuff that I do day to day, like anterior composites and veneers and, and, and implants and stuff like that. So that was the great part. The other good part is, I mean, you meet amazing people. Like I said, I'm in a group chat with probably 15 dentists around the world. They work I, I, every day. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's it's insane. So it's cool for the exposure to see stuff that we would have never heard of half these people. Right. Right. And they wouldn't have a shot to come up if we weren't able to to notice them. Right. So I think that that's the good for me. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, the advertising for our courses, Amanda and I, I mean, we don't pay for advertising anywhere. It's strictly Instagram and Facebook. And we, we've been blessed to sell out in seconds, which is kind of it's humbling that we're only and this is the start of our fourth year together. And it's yeah. uh crazy to think that it got that big that fast yeah and I'm, we're going to talk about that i want you guys if you're listening you got to check those courses out they're amazing but also talk from a practice perspective you're in a very crowded area like there's a million people on every corner that can do everything and you're not accepting a bunch of ppos you know like what happened for you and i'm going to paraphrase is you just started putting your work out there and i think when people come to you they know this isn't going to be cheap and like do you have you know like so talk about the referral aspect because now people come asking for a specific type of dentistry they know you can do this kind of stuff right yeah no i mean that's a great point you know i was on a round table at the acd uh with like eight other dentists and we each had a specific question and one of them was how do you get patients to understand that there's basically an extra fee to cosmetics after insurance so I'm a fee-for-service practice. I don't take it. But we do submit on the patient's behalf. But like you said, my answer wasn't, oh, this is the discussion I have or this is how my front desk talks to the people. My answer was, you get good. And when you get good, people know, okay, he's the best around. Mm. It ain't going to be cheap. And that's where I'm going. And my referral base now is exactly that. I mean, I stopped taking consults in the summer until September because I can't keep up with the cosmetic work that I'm getting. Yeah. there's 60, 67 dentists in my town alone. So Tell people where like, you practice. Not, where where you practice at? I am in uh, Long Island, New York, a town called Huntington. Pretty big town, um, but yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy. Um, but I think that came with you know when I became accredited, my referrals got a little bigger. When I became a fellow, 
they went through the roof between social media and stuff like that. I mean, I saw a friend of mine is on a mommy dentist, a mommy uh, like local town group. And somebody said, I need cosmetic dentists in Long Island. Who do I go to? And within a second, she screenshotted me. There were seven people going, there's only one, Adamo, 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 Adamo. Now, there are a lot of good cosmetic dentists on the on Long Island. But I think with the the credentials that I've given myself, I'm the only fellow in the AACD. With my social media presence and the art that I do, I think it set me aside a little bit so that it helps me with my referrals. And and my advice to anybody who wants more referrals in a specific area will then become the best in that area, and then all referrals are going to come to you. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I think it's also important. Like, you were an early adopter. Like, you, you – so now everyone's adopting – and so, um, can you just talk about, and I also want to ask you, it's anyone's guess, like where you're going in the future. So in early adoption, you do get the benefit of the doubt. You catch a wave. Do you know what I mean? And so let's say, Adamo, let's say I'm listening. I wasn't an early adopter. I'm just getting started. Give me some advice if I'm 32 listening. Uh, my advice to that is it's a lot more work than you think. Why? Um, especially the social, why? Because you have to make yourself get out there. You have to get your name known. You have to get your work known. Not only, you know, listen, I gave away more free dentistry during my accreditation and fellowship days just to prove to people that I was good. So word of mouth came back. Right. Um, and that's what happened. You know, now I don't give anything away for free. I right. mean, I shouldn't say anything, but for the most part, you know, people that are coming to me know, like you said, they know what they're coming for and they're going to pay for it. But I did a lot of free dentistry. I did all my accreditation cases for free, which there was only five. I didn't do 50 fellowship cases for free, but you can bet I gave some of them away if I saw. And I was like, listen, how, how old is that crown? Uh, 45 years. It's fine. I know it's fine, but I need it for a board exam I'm going to take. I'm going to do it for free. And I promise it's going to be awesome. And you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. And then when they're done, they're like, oh my God, this looks better than my real tooth next to it. Oh, my wife wants cosmetic work. And that's how the cascade starts. Yeah. And so when you say it's a lot of work, I mean, it's probably part of your workflow. So you do, you know, you get to know patients and then you probably have this post-treatment consult process workflow and you don't have to give away all your secrets, but like it's part of your thing, right? It's part of your system to eventually get this to social media, right? Or no? Oh yeah. So, you know, the funny thing is, is when people come for cosmetic stuff, I always do a post I guess if you want to call it celebration photo shoot, I mean, I'll do funky makeup. I'll do regular makeup. I'll give headshots. I'll let them have their headshots. I'll give them the photos to use. You know, they put it up on their profile pic and they're like, oh, that's a beautiful pic that you took. Oh, who took it for you? What photographer? And they're like, no, that was my dentist. And they're like, wait a minute, what? Um, so that always works really well. Um, if they like the crazy makeup, which most of them come and they're like, I want to do something funky. And I'm like, all right, we'll do your teeth. And then, I'll hire the makeup artist and we do it. So they come knowing that I, I'll tell you, this is a true story. I had a patient message me on social media and she said, I need you to do my mouth. I'm a mess. Okay. Where are you coming from? Uh, around Baltimore, Maryland. So I look up her town and I write her back and I said, listen, my mentor, the man I look up to the most on this planet in the AACD and as a friend is five minutes from your house. Go. Nope. He's not on social media. I already checked. I wow. want to come up and I want to be in a photo shoot. So she drove five and a half hours for every appointment. I did her whole upper arch and she flew. She came back up. I had a makeup artist here. We did a photo shoot for her and that's all, that's what she wanted the most. Yeah, that is so awesome. People will search out, you know, when they value something oh, yeah. to find the person. Now I, I just got to know for my own purposes. Do you, 
do you segment time during the week? Like, do you say, okay, we do all our photo stuff on Thursday or do you just find time to do it? I'm just curious for my own benefit. Like, do you like how you're scheduling? Yeah, I usually, so my makeup artist is usually, I mean, especially now this is wedding season. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is a no go. Um, so usually I work pretty late until Tuesday. So I'll do like a seven, eight o'clock photo shoot for about an hour and a half. Okay. That's cool. I'll come at the end of a Tuesday night. Yeah. So it's yeah. good stuff. Okay. So that's the good. Let's get into the bad and the ugly. Like when you're looking at social media, you're like, Oh, come on. You know, like what are some of the things that make you cringe? Cause I know you want to be helpful. And then you're like, Oh man, these are misses from your perspective. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I never ever say that about dentistry, right? So I, I wouldn't look at somebody, you know, I get tagged on a lot of photos and listen, I'll be honest. Some of the work that I get, is it great and an improvement for a patient? Yes. Is it at the aesthetic level that my eye is trained at right now? No. Would it be something I posted? Maybe not. However, that person did a great service. They're learning, they're proud, and that's a good thing, right? Mm. What, what drives me nuts is when people put a before and after something like almost ridiculous and they're like, oh, I did that in one visit. I'm like, come on, listen nobody's ego needs to be stroked here. You, that, that's a year long process, six month long, explain it, say it. Even if you don't, you don't give your exact steps, that's fine. Because like I said, you can't teach that kind of dentistry in a, in a post. It's impossible. Right. Right. So just say, Hey, this patient went through a full mouth rehabilitation, took six months, blah, 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 so on and so forth. So I think the bad stuff is, is people see it. People, other people see it who are not trained. They look at it and they go, oh, he did that in one visit. I could do that. And that's a nightmare for a patient, mm-hmm. right? A complete and utter nightmare because the proper protocols, the proper sequence, the proper treatment wasn't taken into account. It was all for a before and an after. And right. I think that's what kills me about social media. People are all they're looking for is I need my before and after to post. I have so many before and afters that if I never took another one again, I could post for the next 10 years. However, I try to use ones that I think are educational, that I are, you know, there are some that I don't like that I don't think 80% of my following would even notice what I don't like. But that's the cool thing about your education. As you get better, you see more than you did 10 years ago. I wouldn't have noticed stuff that I see now 10 years ago that went because my eye wasn't trained as well. Um, I just think that it's just too much before and after. And like I said, everybody wants it fast. They want it done. And, and they miss the, the whole, the diagnosis, the, the risk assessment, all the stuff we put into every single case that I put up. And I know people that I'm close to put up, there's so much more to it, right. so much more to it. And it's very hard to control, right? Because it's social media. It is what it is. Um, but I just wish that people took a step back and realized, you know, it's a cool platform to share and have discussions, but it's not the Bible for dentistry. You have to go get educated, right? you know, and, and I think that's very overlooked in a lot of areas. Yeah. And if you look at the last 30 years of education, I think you, you'd probably agree with this. Like there was a turn a couple of years, probably 10, 15 years ago, where some of the biggest names that you were mentioning, they started presenting cases and showing failures. Like one of them, 
I watched, I'm like, oh my God. And he goes, yeah. And she sued me and she won. I was like, oh my God, you just told everybody in the audience. And it was horrible. You know, you could see the tissues were terrible. Now it was at that moment, there were 400 dentists in the room. I was like, that's brilliant. He's being crazy honest in a room of people. Because prior to that, you saw people do full mouth cases and had second homes and how perfect everything was. And I, so I think you're pointing to an honesty, a humility, an authenticity you know, authentic approach to who you are when people see your work or when you teach it. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, listen, Amanda and I, we do composite. We're doing a veneer course now. Photography is kind of hard to show failures because there's just pictures in the digital, but I try to find my composite cases that there's something wrong. I'm very (laughs) wrong. You do. You're going to know. Yeah. Because I could sit here and I'll show you a hundred beautiful composite cases. But all I'm doing is standing up there, in my opinion, and stroking my own ego. That's not my purpose right. as an educator. My purpose as an educator is for my students in a week to say, send me something and be like, look what I did. Or better yet, show me one that didn't come out good and be like, oh, I know why. I used the wrong enamel composite on the incisal third. That's the best text I could get. They're all pissed off and upset. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, you figured it out. Because you could just go cut that thing back and one more layer and you're a home run, right? But right. they're... With social media, all you want is perfection. I want the perfect before and after. No, you want to fail right. and fail again and fail again because once you you can say to me, you know what, Doc, I should have used a chromatic enamel instead of an achromatic, boom. My class was worth every penny that you just spent, 100%. Right. right. Now, one there's one other piece I want to mention. It's the ugly. So we, get, we talked about the good, bad, the ugly. And tell me if you hear this from dentists. There's a danger in the ugly side of social media, like really ugly. And it's when you put too much self-worth into what's happening on there. I'll tell you two story. Well, I'll tell you one story. There's a very well-known dentist and he shared this journey with me. He didn't share it publicly, but privately. He's like, I'm like, you okay? He's like, no. I put one of my most gorgeous cases up there and my mentor has not liked it yet. And I know he's seen it. Like, I'm curious why he's not liking my posts. And I said, that is not a good use of your energy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not. I think you can put too much value in who's liking it, who's responding to it. What are people saying? I don't, you know, you probably respond, but you're not losing any sleep on like how many likes you're getting. If somebody's liking it, is John Coyce looking at my stuff? He better be looking at my stuff. Is Why is he not responding to my stuff? Can you coach us through that? Because there is an ugly side to social media. Yeah, and I think that's exactly where I was going to go with that because I get messages at least, I'm not going to exaggerate and say weekly, but definitely monthly where I have somebody that I mentor and I mentor a boatload of people, especially for accreditation, and they say, I I need to quit dentistry. I'll never do the work that I see up on social media and my work sucks and I'm a horrible dentist. And I'm like, listen to me carefully. Social media is a highlight reel. That is the one best case that that person had that month or year and they photographed it at seven different angles and got seven posts out of it that's not what they do every day and i'm going to be honest the stuff you see in mine it ain't what i do every day either because not everyone turns out that damn perfect it mm-hmm. just doesn't happen right i use the ones that fail for my lectures because i want to show you why and i should put my beautiful ones up on social media so if you really scroll through my social media there's not a lot of before and afters i show some rubber dam stuff more artsy stuff because to me, the dentistry stuff—I don't need—I don't have anything to prove to anybody on there. I really don't. Um, I do it. I try to teach when I when I post certain two stuff. But these, especially the younger people. Oh my God, I'm never going to be that good. 
I was you 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago when I started. I had two left hands. I mean, uh, everybody did. There's no dentist that tells you, oh, the minute I picked up a mirror, I could do a class three with perfect posture. Bullshit. You put the mirror down, you stuck your head in the patient's mouth, you had neck pain for about six weeks, and after now, we can do anything with a mirror, right? Why? Because we drilled 35,000 feet. Yeah. But that's what they don't get. That's why Bob Marges is brilliant by saying, I have a lab in my basement I practice on plastic teeth because when you, like riding a bike, as we know, when you can do it blindfolded and you know your composite that well and you know the layering and the color, I could do it. Mm-hmm. Composite veneers in no time. My accreditation case for composite veneers took me 44 hours. Wow. 11 appointments at four hours a clip. That's a I lot. all sorts and a lot, but it was for accreditation, so it had to be, you know, now, six composite veneers, give me two hours at best, and I'll fly through that. Am I, is the result going to be any better? No, my composite veneers from my credit case were beautiful. But I understand my composite better. I know how it handles. I'm faster because I've done them so much. I know how to shape quicker than I did back then. It just comes with time. and That came with practice, not because, oh, I passed accreditation. Now, all of a sudden, wow, my hands work faster. Right. I kept practicing, even right. accredited, even as a fellow. So... I, I, that's the, the ugly part of social media is it can be very depressing for a lot of people. So anyone that's close to me or that I mentor, I'm like, forget social media. You're not doing the dentistry you're showing me to learn because you want to post it. I go, I want it to be bad so that I, we can figure out why is it bad and what do you have to work on to get better? When you figure that out, then post away and have fun with it. But that that's to me is the ugliest part of it is how how bad it puts some people into a depression it's almost it, it's sad it's right. sad because like you said to base it on how many likes I, I mean listen i know people who have 10 times the amount of followers than i do and do i think my dentistry is just as good if not better yeah do i really give a crap that i have whatever no uh, the people that follow me thank you i appreciate it i hope you learn and that's all i want to do with it that's it that's so well said, brother. I, I got to ask you, like, where are you headed next? Like, what are you up to now? Like, we're going to talk about your courses, but like, you're always doing creative stuff. Like, what what's on your brain today in the next couple of months? Like, what are you up to? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to enjoy a little bit of golf this summer. <laughs> I took on no lecturing. I took on no lecturing until September. This is the first year in many, many years Good for that you. I'm not working through the summer. So, I'm going to chill out, enjoy the summer a little bit. Um, and where am I, you know, my, my number one focus is impress with Amanda. Um, so that's where we're headed. I mean, we're, it's gotten pretty big, pretty fast. Um, so, you know, we do our courses in a hotel now where we're entertaining possibly a space and see if we take it to that level. Um, so that's where my mind and my focus is, is on, on what Amanda and I have created and where we want to move forward with that. Um, creatively, you know, I still love my photo shoots. I love the stuff that I do. Um, I really love the education part. Like I said, I took on another resident, uh, Dr. Sarah Cookoff. She's awesome. She's been with me a month now. Uh, prior to that, I had Dr. Devin McClintock. I know most people with, if they follow me on social media, they all know Devin. She was, uh, an unbelievable resident for two years. And it, it's amazing to see how far she's grown after working and learning me um and teaching me which is kind of crazy because she's uh she's that good um so as a matter of fact her wedding is this weekend so i'm super excited for that good for Um, you and and now yeah it'll be fun we're heading down to to see Devin get married 
Um, and then, yeah, I, you know, I'm just trying to, to keep the education going and, and get people to stay on the path. I think, um, that I think for me worked great. Uh, I think for the, for our patients works good because, uh, I see a change in, in dentistry in general in terms of how much is going corporate versus how much is staying fee for service. And I always will believe that there is a need for us, um, for the experts in the field to deliver exceptional dentistry that I don't think, you know, it might not be possible on an insurance based in terms of reimbursement and stuff like that. And I don't want to get too into that, but um, there's always going to be a need for, for that high level of work. So if I can be one of the pioneers that keep people rolling in that direction and say, you know what, I want to practice like Adamo or Amanda or, or Jill Kinzer or Greg Kinzer or uh, there's so many awesome people out there um, that are in that fee for service in that high quality, good, uh, you know, good quality dentistry, then, then that's where my, my head is at right now. Yeah, 1,000%. If you're listening to like what Adamo, what Adamo's saying is absolutely true. In order to survive and thrive in fee-for-service, you got to be good at something. Like, it's not about writing a letter, raising your fees. People have to come to you because you're really good at something. And this is a perfect yeah. opportunity to do this. Now, I want you to talk about the courses that you and Amanda have created. I'm telling you guys, if you're listening and you want to see some unbelievable stuff, and be mentored or get an opportunity uh, to be part of a fantastic course. You got to check this out. So tell us, first of all, how did you create it? What am I going to learn if I come as a dentist? And where do, how do I go to learn more about it? So tell us why you guys created it. Awesome. So, you know, I met Amanda. It's really weird because we knew each other through the AACD. Amanda's accredited and fellow as well as myself. So I knew of her. I mean, she was, man, the face of Ivoclar on, on the back of magazines before I, I knew him. Amanda personally, we happened to sit together at a, a American Society of Dental Aesthetic meeting in Austin, Texas, um, and we had very mutual friends. So we sat next to each other in a course, and I had my laptop open, and she had hers open. I saw her working on something. I looked over. I'm like, "Wow, that's kind of nice." And she would do the same. So we started talking. A mutual friend came over and said, "Hey, I'm having a Domo come teach me photography in my office. Why don't you come?" So the following. Jan this was in October, so January, we went down to a friend's office in Florida, and we spent a couple of days together, and, you know, I, I knew talking to Amanda for five minutes that she was a rock star, so we were just BSing one day, and, and she was like, you know, we should do something one day, so, yeah, I, I mean, 10 people have said that to me, but so Amanda and I kept in touch, and we decided, said, you know what, let's do a one-day composite course in Charleston, where Amanda lives, it's a great destination city, and let's see what happens. Well, we did that. Um, we had it for September of 2018, and it sold out in five seconds. But the week of, there was a hurricane, so it got canceled. Mm -hmm. So uh, I go, oh, man, I guess maybe we're not meant to be, but whatever. So we move it to November, and thankfully, every participant stayed. So we did the course. We got great reviews. And then, you know, over the Christmas holiday, we started talking. You know, like maybe we'll do a little curriculum. We came up with the name Impress together. Uh, we started off with three courses. We had a photography course, um, classwork composite course, and a rubber dam and bonding course the first year. The second year, we added another course, which is smile design, diastema closure, and, and injection molding. And then this year, we're adding our fifth course, which is prep temp and impressioning uh, aesthetic veneer cases, um, upper and lower arch. So that's our new course called Blueprint. So we're at five courses right now. We're running, I think, nine total 
in 2023. Our 2022 sold out in like less than two days. Wow. Which is pretty crazy. Um, 2023 is going pretty fast so far. Uh, so if anyone's interested, uh, our website is impressed with one S I M P R E S courses.com. Uh, I mean, we'd love to have everybody and anybody come. The courses I think are unique in that they're about 80% hands-on. So you really get a good two days of hands-on. Um, this, the hotel is beautiful. Charleston's amazing. There's great food. We have a lot of fun. We have a little wine and cheese cocktail on the first night for the whole, for everybody. So we try to make it as fun and hands-on as possible. The reviews so far have been amazing. Amanda's a beast, so she's just so awesome to watch and, and to lecture with and learn from. I mean, it's always, uh, they're so polar opposite, but we're so alike, it's funny. Uh, so watching us heckle each other during lectures, it's pretty funny for two days. I think uh, it's like a comedy show. It's good. That's awesome. And so where, where do I go to find out? I'm going to put this, I'm going to have our writers put it in our show notes. So if you're listening on Stitcher, or iTunes, Spotify, just flip up to the notes, but give us the link. Like, how do we find out more about it? Where do we go? It's www.impressimpressourses.com. Awesome. Awesome. So check it out. And again, everything is in the links. We're going to put Adamo's uh, social media and you can just click on it and follow. I'm going to encourage you to do it. Check out his courses. It's awesome. Thank you for being on today, brother. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy it as always. Look forward to the next time. Oh, I'm going to, like I told you, I'm voluntolding you. We're going to have a regular segment and we're just going to cover everything, <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, this it. is awesome. We'll stick around. We say goodbye to everybody else, but thank you guys for listening to the best practices show podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today, which I know you did do us a favor, hit the share button, share this with your friends and your colleagues, spread the good word for us. Keep sending us suggestions for things you guys want to see. I get them all the time and I'm going to have a demo back. Like if you have questions about those things he's an expert at send them to me i'll get them on the show and we'll just dish the questions to the expert and that way you guys can get them straight from him but uh thank you guys for listening until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time keep watching the best practices show you guys enjoy your day so there you have it another great episode hope you guys enjoyed it hey and thank you for showing up I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.